out. And now we're going to uh, bring on someone who was, so Aaron was in the uh, press room writing about the race, tweeting about the race. Now we're going to bring somebody on who was actually in the booth calling the race. Uh, this is the legendary Paul Swangard. Hey, Paul. Good afternoon. How, How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Little, little, uh, little sunny day in Track Town. So uh, different day than what we saw back in. Uh, oh yes. Yes. Looks very like, different. Looks like Oregon weather there. <laughs> That's right. How, before we get into this, how, how's Eugene doing? How are they handling the um, the postponement of the trials and the games? And what's what's the vibe in Eugene? Yeah, I mean, you know, like everyone, I mean, we're, we're disappointed, but in a, in a different way. There was so much uh, excitement, you know, coming for the, uh, you know, the events, not only this year, but also into next year with the, uh, the World Championships. And, you know, as you drive by Hayward Field coming up into uh, its 2.0 version, I mean, we're just, we're, we're really excited and waiting for events to start happening there. And it's going to be, you know, Fingers crossed we'll get back on that track soon. Um, but uh, in fact, I'll uh, see if I, through the magic of my own uh, backgrounding, let's see if I can, uh, uh, there's a picture floating around from uh, <clears throat> late last week. They finally took the, the tarp off the, uh, the tent. Oh, so there's a look inside. They haven't put the lines on it yet, but a, a, a new binding surface and 12,800 permanent seats and if you can actually look down there I mean the the front row will actually be on the surface of the track so a pretty uh cool. pretty much a a theater in the clouds for uh, for track and field oh that's unbelievable that's really really cool um what will you what will your role be at the trials will you be on the broadcast or will you be in the uh announcer's booth uh, yeah this loudspeaker yeah, big transition for me. I'm I'm actually uh, on the NBC side all the way through uh, the Olympics in Tokyo when we when we hopefully have them. So, uh, yeah, stepping out of my my insane role, it's it's been fun. That's kind of where my root. I was a, a TV guy coming out of college, and the the track and field announcing in stadium was just sort of something I did while I I didn't work in that uh, field anymore. So. Uh, nice to be back involved and you know as as you guys are watching I mean it's just a, it's a different a different role but uh when you have an opportunity to sit on the finish line and call a epic finish what we saw in 2018 it's uh it's pretty special did your did your voice lead you into your profession or or was that was this great voice just uh, uh a lucky coincidence because you wanted to do this anyway no, I mean, I, my mother likes to share a story of me interviewing myself in the, uh, in the uh, stainless steel toaster when I was growing up and that maybe I was always destined for, uh, uh, for doing this type of thing. I, you know, I, I was very fortunate here in Eugene growing up at South Eugene High School. I could actually get all my English credits for high school by taking radio broadcasting. So from a very early age, I was giving up the classics uh, in the book form to uh, spin classic jazz records, which was the format uh, that South had to run on the, on the high school radio station. And uh, yeah, I mean, it just, just kind of lucked into it. And, you know, I was very fortunate that, you know, opened up at Hayward to start doing the in-stadium stuff. Wendy Ray, who, if you watch the, uh, both the pre-movies actually was cast as himself as the PA announcer. He retired and kind of just stepped into that and, uh, you know, just got a, got a chance to learn from a lot of really great 
uh, other in-stadium guys, uh, Gary Hill, who's the you know longtime editor of Track and Field News, done multiple Olympic games, and uh, you know just a bunch of other guys that I've gotten to work with. Mike Jay, obviously, out in, in uh, at Drake and Des Moines, is a, is one of the great guys out there. So, uh, yeah, the voice has kind of become my new normal. But on this day, you're in the booth. You're you're on the broadcast with Tim Hutchings and Craig Masbeck. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we watched the beginning, and you were outside. Were you guys outside the whole time? We were not. We uh, okay. we were we we did have a little uh, makeshift studio set up that uh, we were put into for the bulk of the race. But yeah, I mean the the production challenges that day, um, and I, and I think one of the things that I wanted to make sure that we chatted about here is that I think you know people maybe don't understand how complex a production like a marathon is so in a in a typical race when they start we'll have uh small planes flying up above the start so that uh, pictures can be beamed to a uh, device hooked onto the bottom of the plane that will uh, relay the signal back to where the where the production is being done and on that day all the planes and the helicopters were grounded. So we were really limited in our ability to kind of tell the story of the early part of the race because we, we simply just didn't have any pictures or when we did, it was, um, you know, very low quality. So, um, yeah, we were able to do our pre-game, pre-race and our post-game uh, show there from the, from the finish line. But otherwise, we were, we were able to be inside. And uh, uh, I think we, we got out of, out of that pretty lucky given what uh, – these athletes experience for the better part of two and a half hours. Yeah, so let's do some inside baseball. So essentially what we see here on the screen, is that what you guys are seeing? You're, are you at the mercy of the person in the truck pushing the buttons on, on what um, race you're back, uh, bouncing back and forth between? It, it depends on the broadcast. And in this case, there are, you know, there are three different broadcasts going on at this time. We've got what's called the world feed, which is being distri distributed uh, around the globe, usually without commentary, or they'll have uh, English commentary if, if you want to purchase the feed with that. You also have the WBZ local Boston affiliate that's doing their show, and then our, our show with NBC. And yeah, we're pulling in all sorts of camera angles. We have a big monitor bay in front of us. Uh, where if we see something that we like to talk about, uh, we can call for that camera. But we also have a producer sitting back. Uh, in this case, he was sitting in NBC Sports headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut, and he's kind of kind of weaving the the story together. But we're trying to you know also pay attention to see if something pops up that we want to talk about as well. Is that the biggest challenge, or what is the biggest challenge about um, announcing? a world marathon major from, from the booth like that. Cause there's a lot of armchair quarterbacks that want to talk about, um, ah, you missed the move. You, you, you went to commercial at the wrong time. Uh, you didn't split screen enough. Well, what's the biggest challenge for you guys? Well, the biggest challenge is we're rarely in control of all the pictures and every world marathon major seems to have its own philosophy, which I actually think is a negative. Um, I, I think if, if we were doing a better job, we would standardize some of those broadcast elements. You know, for example, uh, the Tokyo Marathon tends to have uh, much more focus on domestic runners, mm -hmm. um, but we're a world feed. We're, we're not necessarily as interested in those Japanese runners, but their broadcasts tend to to, to showcase those maybe at the expense of the, the female elites or, or the wheelchair racers. Uh, Berlin tends to not show 
the wheelchair racers at all. And, and sometimes we've got great American stories to tell when Tatiana and um, Susanna and some of the other, you know, major uh, road racers are there. So, um, yeah, I, I, and I think, you know, I see that criticism too. And, you know, if it was a perfect world and we had control of all the pictures, we would definitely do things different. I, I do think that one of the things that we're trying to do by having uh, NBC, you know, invest in, in at least American announcers is that we can tell those stories of American racers, even when we don't have the pictures to support it. Um, and that's, I guess, sometimes the best we can offer. But uh, yeah, it's, we're, we're, we're definitely at the mercy of some of these, uh, these directors and cameras that, uh, you know, we're only one of, you know, in some cases, 80 countries that are carrying this, you know, particular race. And we're not necessarily going to get uh, all of our requests answered because everyone else has a request too. This is another inside baseball question. There seems to be about, oh, I don't know, maybe half dozen, six to eight of you guys that seem to vie for these particular positions in the booth uh, on any one of these marquee days. Who, who's making those decisions on what particular announcers are um, going to cover, you know, whatever particular race it might be? Yeah, production coordinators across the various events, uh, those who have the rights. So, you know, NBC obviously making a, a, a lot of those calls as well. Uh, sometimes it has to depend on which outlet it will be on. So if it's going to go on Olympic Channel versus NBCSN versus NBC uh, Network, um, you know, sometimes why you, why you see maybe somebody who hasn't done, you know, a lot of track and field, you know, Tom Hammonds would, would come to mind where you would only see him at some of the bigger events like the Olympics and, and some of the marquee events. It's, it's really, again, a decision by, uh, by NBC to bring in some of their, uh, you know, top tier people, not necessarily, uh, you know, the best experts on the sport, but, you know, sometimes when you're playing to a, a mainstream audience, those familiar faces uh, help draw an audience, which I think is, you know, is, is a good thing for our sport. You know, more eyeballs watching, the more they'll understand how great a sport this really is. Sure. Um, one of the things Scott and I prepped beforehand was this question, and I, I've heard announcers in other sports talk about it, you know, let's say it's Jim Nance with the Masters, you know, preparing for a possible Tiger Woods win, you know, do you, do you um, prepare that winning line beforehand or not? So on a race like this, where even going in, there was a very good possibility that Amer an American woman could win the race. I honestly, American man as well. There was, you know, Galen had a great chance. And so, uh, or people thought he did. So um, is that something you're thinking about beforehand? Or is that, formulating itself in your mind as Des takes the lead late. How rehearsed is that finish line call? It, I think it depends on the, the broadcaster. In my case, I, I try not to pre-plan that. I, I think you just want to react to the moment. And, uh, you know, it, as I've gone back and had a chance to watch at least the last little stretch of this race, in some cases, I, I really didn't, I didn't know what to say. I mean, we were just sort of just kind of stunned by the moment and the circumstance and the environment. And I think I, you know, tried to, you know, make some feeble attempt to make uh, light of the fact that, uh, you know, the, the rain was still coming in down, but the drought was over. I think that was my, <laughs> yes. you know, my best attempt at a cliche. And, you know, you have somebody in your ear who's saying, um, you know, wax poetic or, layout which is a real common thing and, and that in particular with with des finish you'll, you'll note that um you know kind of lead her across exeter uh right by uh right by the hotel 
and then I'm just trying to let the pictures tell the story. And, and that to me is how I would rather see. I'm, I'm not a big fan of talking over video just for the fact of, you know, because I'm on, I, I'm supposed to say something. Um, you know, I, I find a lot, of, a lot of international commentary tends to be like you're getting paid by the word. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, that moment with Des, I, we didn't need to say anything. I just, I think I, she crossed the line. I said, Des Linden wins Boston and just let it out. And then, um, you know, as I often rib him, and I know you're going to have him on a little bit later, um, better than any crying Jordan meme. We I was going to ask Josh done. about that. Josh Cox crying us into the break has got to be, you know, that's, that's, they should just give an Emmy for, you know, <laughs> finish line reactions. We'll, we'll, we'll let him, uh, we'll let him discuss that for sure later. Um, yeah, okay. Quick question. Yes. Yeah, um, so for a race like Boston, where it was, there's some relatively unknown people way up front. Was that a challenge? Do you, how, how deep, I guess, does your research go ahead of time when, for example, like when Sarah Sellers gets second, is that covered or is it, is it tough to know all that? Yeah, I mean, I, I felt bad for Sarah because she was just, you know, she wasn't on our radar going totally. into that race. And uh, yeah, we, I mean, some broadcasts, we get a lot of research support. Um, in other broadcasts, almost reminiscent of how I have to kind of approach in-stadium announcing, I'm kind of doing it all on my own. Um, and in the moment, I think just, it, it just got so so crazy after Des crossed the finish line. I think we just kind of lost, you know, sort oh, of like, sure. yeah. you, know, you know, trying to follow the race. But yeah, I mean, I think we, we actually did get her on um, the London broadcast the next week and did a segment with her, kind of like what we're doing now and, you know, got a chance to tell her story a little bit better. And uh, yeah, that's the one thing you, you know, and, and Tim Hutchings and some of the other guys that I work with all the time. I mean, there's been, and, you know, Carrie Tolson might be able to talk about it a little bit later. I mean, you get one of these, uh, you know, these, uh, you know, New York Roadrunner half marathon broadcast where all of a sudden one of the, you know, the Ethiopian locals is, you know, suddenly leading the race for, you know, two, three miles. And you just don't have any, you have no research on them because they were not part of the elite field. And um, yeah, those are ones you, 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 you try to forget and I guess the lesson is you just you you got to go deep and have at least something to say about everybody give us your favorite call ever oh favorite call ever um I mean I I, I mean at in stadium I called Bolt's last race at 200 meters that was pretty cool just to have kind of the crowd at your disposal and, and kind of you know just that's the cool thing about in stadium announcing is you kind of get that immediate uh, you know, feedback from the crowd. Um, I mean, Des was pretty special. I mean, I think, um, you know, I, I didn't know Des really well, but I, I think I, like a lot of other people, just now totally appreciate that that race and that win should absolutely define her career because that's, that's the race she should have won under those conditions. And I, I mean, I think the blue collar, and I even think I mentioned it on the broadcast. So, um, you know, that's probably an easy, easy answer on a, on a day like today. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was cool. So I mean, uh, that, that, that stands out of my mind and I just hope there's, uh, there's more of that to come and hope we're all out, uh, you know, shaking hands on the uh, side of a track getting ready for good racing. And, uh, I mean, I think the only sad news today is we, we definitely have to, to do a toast to, to Coogan's as the, the word has come down that, uh, oh, no. Coogan's is now officially closed. Oh, oh sad. That is yeah. sad. 
That is yeah. sad. So anyone yeah, who never never got a chance to go there, that is uh, that was that was the quiz essential track and field bar if there ever was one in the United States. So. Yeah, there's going to be some bad, but there's going to be some good come out of this. We're going to be back hopefully sooner than later. Hopefully September in Boston. We'll keep our fingers crossed, and uh, we appreciate you coming on, Paul. We we can't wait to hear thanks, your voice Paul. at a race soon. Yeah, thanks, guys. All thanks right, for doing you. this. No All problem. right, see you.